You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God. Oh. I'll have what she's having. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Summer Camp, a PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive. Puppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I'm your host and camp director, Maurice Skatewood. Tonight on Summer Camp, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's campiest flicks, cult classic motion pictures, and fan favorite films. Please welcome my co-host, our director of residential life, the man from the future, Legionnaire. Welcome to my party, Chillins. All right. <laughs> Our first aid director, the man with the voice, Mr. Damien Nova. Prison can be so fucking dull at night. Who are you telling? <laughs> In our head, chef, serving it up hot and spicy, Derek Anthony. Tonight we will be we will be serving cocaine cakes and penicillin pies. All right. No no heroin hotcakes. No heroin hotcakes. No, no heroin. All the heroin. All the heroin is gone. <laughs> All right. Before we begin, here's one of our campers on our PA system with a few announcements on how you can interact with us via social media. For the intro and sorry for the microphone feedback like us on facebook facebook.com slash p c r summer camp follow us on tumblr summer camp dash p c r dot tumblr.com follow poppy chula radio on social media we are on facebook instagram tumblr twitter and youtube at poppy chula radio do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Poppy Chula Radio Summer Camp and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. It's time for your feature presentation. Back to you, 
camp counselors. Oh, not again. Sorry for the feedback. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector so that we can discuss 1998's 54. Here's the official synopsis of the film. Shane O'Shea is a young Jersey City man, handsome enough to become a bartender at Studio 54. There he befriends aspiring singer Anita and her husband Greg Randazzo. Shane gets sucked into a hard partying scene at Studio 54 and his life spirals downward. So does the club. Spiraling, baby. They weren't spiral. They weren't spiraling. They were twirling, baby. It was the 70s. They were twirling. That wasn't spiraling. All right. <laughs> they were turning the beat around. Right. They were turning. They weren't spiraling. Um, the spiraling was the more 80s, mid 80s. Yeah, you spiraled in the 80s. <laughs> Some people are still spiraling from the 80s. I spiraled uh, in the 90s, so yeah. Yeah, the 90s. What was this? What the, the 90s were like a plunge. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a deep plunge. <laughs> it was it was a, limelight was that was. You don't like yourself no more. Just go to limelight and go into a deep plunge. A deep color block. <laughs> color block plunge. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. So, who had seen this uh, movie before? Legionnaire? Uh, I have not had not seen this movie before. Derek? Nope. Wow. Damien? Yeah. I saw it, but there was a lot of it that I did not remember. So I don't know how much into it that I was when I saw it the first time, um, but yeah, it, a lot of it did not wasn't in my uh, memory. I think a lot of I think a lot of it is I focused a lot on the music and just sort of the fashion and the music of it, and not that much of you know. <laughs> There's nothing else really to talk. Well, I mean, because I knew the real, story. <laughs> I knew the real story, and there's more than one like good documentary about this. What really sure, happened, sure. you know? Yeah. And when and when you watch a movie, when you think about Studio Fifty Four, and you watch a movie about Studio Fifty Four, you want to see those celebrities. And I was kind of like wanting to see, like, you know, of course I they couldn't get, they couldn't get. I mean, those a lot of those celebrities are, are still alive, but they're old as hell, you know. So they couldn't come back and pretend to be that, you know, their younger. Well, they have got impersonators. They that's got not, uh, what's his name it. to do? Um, what's his oh, Lord? This movie is so forgettable. Um, they got uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, who played um, Capote? Oh yeah 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 yeah. They had him. They had someone from the back uh, playing uh, Andy Warhol. Andy um, Warhol, yeah. But I think I, th I think they even could have like um, gotten no name actors who kind of look like the people, like yeah. look like you know, um, you know, young young Hollywood types, you know, to to play younger versions, at least of some of them, you know. Yeah, yeah I think that would have given it a more a more. I don't know if local color is the right expression yeah yeah you know but let's talk about um let's talk about the cast a little bit or maybe a lot of it because it was an interesting uh mix of folks um so we had our main our main characters shane o'shea okay Ryan Phillippe from Jersey. From Jersey. <laughs> from Jersey. He he was channeling John Travolta's uh, accent. Um, Is that what it was? I, it, at, at times, it kind of sounded a little bit like. Uh, but he had a stroke. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about so let, let's talk about the cast. And some I thought there were some people who were cast 
well, and then some people who weren't. Um, I forgot that CeeLo Ward was in this. Uh, yeah. uh, gosh, I forgot. There were a couple of people who, who I... Oh, Erica Alexander. Yes, you were. Yeah, I, I forgot to. No, nah, I did forget she was in this. I did forget that. Yeah. Yeah. She only got, got off the car. Pleasant today. surprise. So, but of the main of the main cast, we have Ryan Phillip, um, Salma Hayek, Nev Campbell, Mike Myers, Celia Ward, Brecken, uh, Brecken Mayer, uh, Brecken Meyer. Meyer, Meyer. Was this before or after Clueless? After. It was. Oh. It was after. It was after. Yeah. Yeah, Clueless was like 1996 or 95, right? Okay. Was it? <laughs> no, I was just trying to, because I'm, I'm kind of trying to... Oh, I didn't you know, see. Yeah, yeah Clueless is look, 95. When you look at a cast, like, I've never been able to sort of, like, figure out why Nev Campbell was cast in this. And then I try to think, like... Or in anything. What, what was she? Okay, I was. <laughs> if you could read my mind, now, um, why she was cast? I mean, she was, I guess, kind of a big star because of the show, The Party of Five. Is that what the show she was oh, on? Yeah, and Party that, of Five. Yeah, yeah. Did that oh, that ran like shortly before that ended, like shortly before this was out. I don't know. I just no, but Party of Five ran to two thousand. I think it was still running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, she it started in '94 uh, and ran to 2000. So I guess okay. that is the only thing I can figure out. Like Ryan Phillip, I thought he was cast well. I mean, he was not a household name. I remember him from One Life to Live. Actually, um, is it yes. Philippi? It's Philippi. Yes, it's Philippi. Oh, Ryan Philippi. Okay, whatever. But uh, so. No, indeed. No, indeed. I thought he was cast okay. I mean, consider he was playing someone like, you know, naive and, you know, he has that kind of, he had that kind of young, naive, never been anywhere kind of, kind of look. He was, he was the Disney princess of our story. He was yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm, <laughs> and, and before we do our before we do our awards mm. at the end of the show, we're already giving him the ingenue award. Okay, so let's just, <laughs> let's just go ahead because he was he was. I couldn't decide if he was the prettiest or whether Selma Hayek was the prettiest, but they were they were they they, they were both. Um, and Selma Hayek, I liked her in this. Um, yeah, she was a good hammy. It was a good level of ham. She wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't good. She wasn't good, but it was like it was so over the top that it was like, oh, I can't not like. I can't not like you. I kind of um, feel, feel like. <laughs> but I, but don't you kind of feel like it was the director's fault and not her? I, I don't know. I just. I mean, she's no, because so she's acting like this before this is not <laughs> this is not her first time in the ham up ham it up rodeo yeah you know i don't know i i, I like Salma uh, it's, it, it's yeah yeah but i know what you mean she was giving you a little bit of a uh, little bit of telenovela uh in this. oh my god oh my but, god uh, <laughs> But I thought she was fab, though. I thought she was fab. I, I liked her character. Nev Campbell just makes... I just want... I, I was like, I don't drink Red Bull, but when she comes on the screen, I feel like I need one. Yeah. She's whenever white. I see, whenever I see her, <laughs> I just don't... I don't and I know she <laughs> to the show sometimes, so this is not hatred for... You know, I'm not one of her feelings, you know, Nev, you know. Oh, I do. Uh, I, you know, you know, I, I cannot stand her. Oh, I guess, but you know what? I wish, I wish I had that strong emotions. You know, there are certain actors where I just like, oh, I don't want to hear them talk. I don't want to see their face. Yeah. But with her, it's just like it's like a vacuum. It's like there's nothing. I, I'm, I don't. It's like, and that's worse. 
Yeah, difference is way worse than hate. <laughs> Apathy is the opposite of hate, not love. Yeah. You right. know, and, and I was just like, okay, they're in a bowling alley. You know, okay, they're studying normal things. They normalize them. She's she was just so she's just so dry. She's so nothing. There's nothing. So she's because she's supposed to be the character that he sort of. The hometown Yeah Was anyone convinced Because I was in Jersey I was in Jersey a couple weeks ago I was in Asbury Park I was in Asbury Park Okay, y'all know where Asbury Park is, right? Yes (laughs) Yes (laughs) What were you doing at Asbury Park? (laughs) I was doing Asbury Park Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was it was a good time. But the, the, the people there are down to earth. I will say that. And someone no choice. Else, they don't have a choice. Someone there. Someone there was on stage, and she welcomed a friend to the stage. She said another a lovely Jersey girl. And she said it's not often that someone refers to a Jersey girl as lovely. <laughs> I was like, mm. ouch. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, was Nev Campbell convincing as a Jersey girl? Nev Campbell oh. is often not convincing as a human being, so. Oh. <laughs> mm. I wasn't going to say all that. Just right. But she was definitely she was definitely trying to give us a Newark sort of Upper Sussex. But it was it was bad. It was it was just I didn't. I don't believe. I mean, she can't. She's awful. She can't act. So, her believability is <laughs> as, <laughs> her believability uh, as anything other than a woman with hair is. <laughs> I like, don't have an arrangement with her like I do with Nicole Kimmer. When I talk shit about Nicole Kimmer, I gotta pay for her next Botox. But Nicole Kimmer is free. Y'all talk about her all you all you want. Yeah, but I, I just, for me, as far as the cast went, I thought she was like the blank spot, like that. Like, could you can you yeah. think of another girl at that time? Maybe the girl that played her sister. Um, wasn't Jennifer Love Hewitt on that show too? Mm-hmm. Was she too young to play this role when this movie came out? Mm-hmm. She would have been no. pushed. No, it would have been pushing it, but she's not any better. I mean, she's just she's she's a white yeah. bagel. Yeah, but a bagel, <laughs> a curve, at least a curvy bagel, a, 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 a bagel you would believe a guy would want to really, you know, because guys like her, men like her. Neff Campbell's just, I don't know. I don't think she's that appealing to men or women. I'm not sure where her popularity came from, like who she's popular. But I, let, let's, I don't want this to be the um, hate Neff Campbell people. show. So, yeah. so let's move on. Let's move on to Mike Myers. I personally liked his performance. Um, what did What did you guys think? For for his first dramatic role, I thought it was serviceable. Was well, this his first? It's, yeah, it's, this was it's his first major dramatic dramatic role. Mm. It's, it's good to be serviceable. He obviously studied footage. Uh, of um yeah yeah he definitely studied yeah yeah i mean yeah. and that's what i mean i mean he was i don't think he was i don't think he was bad but i think yeah he he clearly wanted to be he clearly wanted to be taken seriously in this role yeah yeah do you think it was a little yeah, it was it didn't feel like robin williams when robin williams went serious it was right. just really natural yes. for robin williams whereas Right, because he Mike can, Myers, and that's an that's an excellent comparison. Because Robin Williams could switch it when he needed to. Yeah, I, I think I think Mike Myers struggled to switch to make that switch. But like I said, yeah, I, don't, was, I don't think it was terrible. I just I, you could just see that it was a struggle for him to make that switch because there's still. But like, he did like, come off as the asshole, which I appreciate. Well, so. yes, absolutely, because you can still see that in some of his facial expressions and stuff that there were like little comedy, comedic things that he does. Yeah. That mm-hmm. he couldn't that he couldn't exercise from his performance. 
Yeah, yeah, I felt like that too. But I did feel like maybe, you know, there there are actors who can sort of become the person completely. Yeah, yeah, and and you and you just you forget it's the actor. I don't think he was that 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 level, but I think in some ways he needed to because when um, Steve Rubell was a theatrical personality i thought i thought mike myers was a little too restrained you know if, if you watch footage of, of, of the real person and stuff i mean he was he was he was a bit over the top you know and he was more of a showman so it, i would have i would have maybe he didn't want to make it a caricature of him because michael mike myers can easily make a caricature of anything so it's right it, it maybe he he pulled back so that he wouldn't make a caricature of it um especially when you're talking about a gay man it's it's as a straight man it's easy to go there right and right. right i'm think, i'm sort I of think, glad he didn't but at the same time it's like but you're not being him yeah <laughs> so and mike is not as familiar at least on screen mm-hmm. with drama as he is with comedy and, and then there's that. Buttons that yeah. you have to push. Sailor Ward. The lovely, the lovely Sailor Ward. All six of her lines. <laughs> all, all, all both of them. Yeah. She got out the car. She did her piece. They touched right. up her makeup. She did it again. She got back in her car. <laughs> right. She she came in, got in front of the camera, looked as beautiful as she always does, delivered her lines, and kept it moving. Got her check. I'll see yeah. y'all at the rap party. You know, what about that did, love scene, though? Did, 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 she was fine. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> Her, her, her it was amusing. <laughs> that's the yeah. best word. I, that's the best word I have for it. It was amusing. I would tell you the runaway star for me for this movie was clearly Billy Bird. Hmm? No, Billy Bird. She played the old lady. No, oh. Ellen 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 Dow. Yeah, that was. Amazing. Oh, that who it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Ellen Dow played Disco Dottie. Yeah, because she was always she was also the old woman in the wom- in the wedding singer. Oh, you know I get her lady. confused with the woman that was on Benson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, what? No, she wasn't. They have similar facial facial structures and yeah. and um um face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And face. Yeah. Yeah. But how about okay? So two of my favorite characters who've had practically nothing in the movie, I have to say, the oh my god, look who that is award goes to Mark Ruffalo. Yes, <laughs> I would have let Mark. I think I would have let Mark Ruffalo in into into uh, Studio Fifty Four if they had worked with his little clothes and stuff. Mark Mark Ruffalo would have he would have been he would have been let in. <laughs> and my other, my other, uh, oh my God, uh, moment was Lauren Hutton, the fabulous mm-hmm. Lauren Hutton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think mine was Thelma Houston. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right, right. That was a. <laughs> that oh, was look at Thelma Houston. Oh, she's gone now. Right. So, <laughs> so, how many people that. Were in the movie? Do you think were actually patrons at the real Studio Fifty Four? I'm sure Lauren Hutton probably was. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I, you, yeah. Oh, Lauren Hutton, yeah. You Ron, Jeremy, right Ron Jeremy, Ron Jeremy, uh, maybe Ellen Dow, maybe the little right, old lady, maybe. Right. I mean, you can see somebody like Michael York in there. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure there were. And some of uh, the Dominic uh, Lambardozzi, Dominic Lambardozzi, maybe. No. Well, maybe Celia Ward. You know, she was a model in New York before she was uh, an actress. Celia Ward. That's true. true. You know. Yeah. Was she born though? She can't be that old. She was on thirty. She couldn't been old. Didn't she play on thirty something? Mm -hmm. No. um, Was that thirty something? 
Didn't she play? No, she played. No, she was on sisters. 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 She was on yeah. sisters. Yeah. Teddy on yeah. sisters. So yeah, there were. I'm sure some of these people had a, a, a maybe had some first-hand knowledge of, of Studio Fifty Four. Um, there's a famous story of Cher not getting in uh, to Studio Fifty Four. I personally thought they were going to do the horse. <laughs> the story <laughs> about the person that rode the horse up the studio yeah. before they wouldn't let them in, but they let the horse in. Oh, that's hilarious. That's Isn't hilarious. this supposed? I thought this was supposed to be like a story about the sort of end of it, but it started like back in. They were like, oh, well, back in 74. I'm like, wait, I thought this was about the asshole end of this whole thing but i guess not well they kind of the, they had to set up the disney princess yeah i think they were trying to give you a overview of what it was like um she wanted more it, yeah. mm. well, well, what do you think because this reminds me of movies like um Stonewall, or well, you know, when they try to depict an era, but they 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 have to do it through the eyes of a of a yeah, character, you know. And sometimes it kind of. I'm not talking about the new Stonewall because that failed miserably. But there was the one uh, starring Guillermo Diaz back in the mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. When you kind of when you kind of follow a character through. Um, you know, through a situation, through a time, you know, I guess to be to be your eye, sort of. Um, this, the one thing about the Studio 54 is that um, it had, a, at least on the inside, at least of the footage they show, that it had a pretty diverse mm-hmm. clientele. Yeah. As far as ethnically diverse. Mm-hmm. Now, when they were showing the lines and stuff outside, it didn't look Very so white. much. Well, maybe they didn't let in them. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's that. And then there's that. (laughs) You know. And then there's that. You know. know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like if you're going to focus on one character, then focus on the character. I feel like there was a lot of in and out with him. It was like one minute we're on him, and then the next minute we're talking about another character and now we're talking about another story and it was a lot of stuff that was not yeah that was that had holes in it and it was like okay so what happened to that nothing right. okay we're moving on now and it's like it's i don't know i feel like it's trying to be boogie nights and mm. what boogie nights did well was that they focused it's sort of the even the camera movement in Boogie Nights was that they focused on this one character and sort of what was happening around him. So when he was walking through a party, you sort of saw it through his eyes, the way he saw everybody. With this, it was just sort of like, here's him. Okay, here's the scene he's in. Go. And it was like, but okay. <laughs> All right. You have there were moved. things that he didn't see happen, but he was he like it, the the camera saw it. We saw it, but he didn't necessarily see certain things happen that mm. would have been intricate to his plot. Mm. And it was like, why do you know that's there? Like with that whole money situation that just seemed right. to have come out of nowhere. It was like, how do you know that's there? Did y'all ever have that discussion? Because that's not in this movie. You know, <laughs> it's like right. So and, I, and I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just it's just a lot of plot holes that just didn't fit with him that they just sort of shoehorned into his plot. Exactly. And it just it just it's not a good movie. Yeah, because I mean the toughest and the toughest thing for me to swallow was his I guess affair or whatever with Salma Hayek's character. Cause it was like it was so to me, it was so out of the blue that all of a sudden they would be yeah. attracted to each other enough to start fucking. And then all of a sudden she kind of just throws in, Well, I told you that, you know, I needed my freedom. I was like, Well, why didn't they establish this about her when you're introduced to them as characters? You know, and cause now it just seems like, okay, this is some convenient some convenient excuse for her to be a hoe, you know, and I just, it was just, and, you know, so I didn't buy the chemistry between them and I didn't buy, you know, I didn't buy the fact that she would, you know, endanger her marriage or, you know, have her Mm -hmm. 
have her husband be so so hurt by what she did, you know, by fucking this guy that they had living with them. That just didn't make sense. Yeah. The, the funny thing too is like there was they didn't portray the drug use well. I mean, they didn't portray the Amen. They did not portray the effects that drugs had on people then. With the no. Okay. I was with, I was trying no. to think of the right word because they it, didn't it, capture the hedonism of right. They not. I mean, everyone they got everyone it looked like they had eight hours of sleep. They they looked like they looked refreshed. Their skin was perfect, yeah. you know. And they just they they didn't have that 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 sort of. Uh, you know, strong outlook. I mean, even very beautiful people, when they're strong out, they look strong out. Like, he mm-hmm. never had This bags. movie... No, go ahead. He never had bags on... He had never had bags under his eyes. You know, Summer Hayek's hair was always perfect. You know, it, it, when you look at pictures from Studio 54, like, benches, pictures of... Yeah, people look fabulous, but Bianca Jagger and people like that, they look fabulous. They look gaunt. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. They, Especially they, at five o'clock in the morning when they're walking out is like, oh, right, mm. right. right. It, you know. it was like no one, everyone looked kind of fresh and 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 sort of airy and and, and pretty. Um, I have done a lot of drugs in my lifetime. A lot of drugs, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of drugs, and. Yes, I carried it well, but you always think you're better looking than you are when you're on drugs. So I could see that maybe if we were looking at it through that whole rose colored glasses thing that everybody sort of looked that way and then they maybe switched it up and everybody would started looking the way they really look in real life. That would have been really interesting and dark. Yes. But the yes. way they the way they had it was is just that, oh, I can do an eight ball of cocaine and go to work and be normal. What? No listen, I <laughs> like I thought I was normal after I did an A ball of cocaine, but mm-hmm. I sure wasn't normal. <laughs> look, look, let me, but let, let me tell you something. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't even drink coffee. At three o'clock in the fucking morning, a crackhead would look at me and be like, "God damn, you need to get help." You know, because when you are tired, you are tired. You look tired. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you eat a twig and chase it down with with spring water with a twist of lemon. You're gonna look tired as shit in the in, at four o'clock in the morning if you ain't going all day. You know what I mean? And they just look perfect. <laughs> it was just like, okay, look, I look good. I, Working in my club, so I have seen all that shit firsthand. Mm-hmm. None of that was the was the grit, grit, stark reality. Not even of just Club Fifty Four, but of any club. Right? Like, not, like, it, like this. <laughs> like, what club is this? Because this is definitely not right. Because this was the, this the Hacienda was, Hut down on Fifty Fifth and Because <laughs> you didn't want to be you didn't want to be caught you didn't want to be caught on the dance floor when the lights come up. Shoot, that's the mm-hmm. that's the that's the unvarnished truth. Hell no. Uh uh-uh. uh. People scatter like roaches. That's why they turn them lights right. That's why they turn them lights up when they get ready to close. They're like, oh, we know you're gonna leave now. Right. Like, get your tricks and hit the bricks because yeah. you. So times they call last call and people started making a last round towards the door. Ooh, tap the door. <laughs> right. But but do you think it and, was funny that? Did you think it was funny that the only person that they showed sort of having a bad experience with drugs was the old woman like that should be a lesson to all you 81 year olds out there you know if you I assume she had a bad reaction to the drugs because not the drugs themselves <laughs> but because the drugs interacted with her prescription drugs because she had two di- yes that she was taking I thought she had a bad reaction to being old as hell. When when the doctor prescribes 
Tyler Beta Metatol, he don't know you're gonna be doing it with you know an eight ball behind us. So he can't predict the effects of that. Yeah, I did find that interesting. That you know, out of all the hedonism and drugs and shit that was going on, the only person that that seemed to have an issue was a, was a thousand year old woman. Yeah, yeah. I just like and a was, lot of people OD'd in Club 54 in, in Studio 54. A lot of people OD'd right. in there. So that, that clearly <laughs> was not the one and only time that that club has had that kind of going on. <laughs> so I, I mean, come on. Let that be a lesson to you. If you're over 80, don't use drugs. You know, it was like, where was the, where was the lesson? Where well, was the, I mean, I know this movie. So, you know, I kind of had a... I kind of had a... Um, I'm like, what is this movie about? I mean, you know that That's mainly what very, brought down that a very good question, Maurice. What Enough. was this movie about? What was this movie trying to say? What do you was it about people? I mean, was it about people living in Montclair, Jersey, being better than people in Jersey City? Because that whole thing that she did, I didn't even get that. That turned me off. Right. I was like, bitch, you what? I can't talk to you. I'm like, you want to be is cute. Lucci. She thought she. I'm like, they didn't even say Susan Lucci's name either. I was just like, y'all bitches, y'all need to know that y'all needed to name drop uh, Susan Lucci's name uh, in that in there somewhere, you know. Um, but but they didn't. But yeah, and here's here's the thing. Okay, so most of us know that what brought down Studio Fifty Four was the tax evasion, or, or that was the reason that that they used to so, shut it. Down, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and so um, they, the whole guys behind the scenes with the tax evasion, they made a couple comments about him being on TV and making comments on such and such show and. This yeah. other show, but that was about it. You didn't feel mm-hmm. this big build up to that, you know. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, to that. So it was too many plots. It was too many plots for them to focus on anything for long enough to develop anything seriously. Even the yeah. even the Ryan Phillippe character was sort of vapid, and it was just sort of like, okay, should we? Are we supposed to care about you? No? Exactly. Okay. I was going to say there was nothing yes. that made you care about any of those people. No. No, they didn't develop anybody enough to make you care. You sort of hate. I, I kind of hated everybody. Like, it, like everybody's character was just a fucking asshole. Selma Hayek's character was bipolar for no reason. It was like one minute she was in love with her husband, and then she was on the dance floor, and then he was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go." And she's like, "No, you do not owe me." Like, bitch, don't, weren't you just loving up on? I am so confused. How <laughs> right? <laughs> or or. Or he's so jealous, he takes everything out of context. That man had his tongue down your throat in the kitchen, in the house. Well, they weren't kissing. Your husband in the apartment. (laughs) They didn't technically kiss, they brushed breath. Okay. Yeah. What what about that did he read incorrectly? (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. He caught them. I mean, he didn't have to go in there and tear anybody's recording equipment, though. I mean, come on now. I mean, you just relax. Says the, says the singer. Not the singer. Listen. I, I would be listen. Listen. Same way. It's like you ain't need to break her. The blood bath. You know, but um. It yeah, wouldn't be. I'm going to rip your shirt. It would. <laughs> you no. You got to go. You don't pay enough rent up in here to do this. You. <laughs> but here's the My thing: house. there was nothing. There was nothing ambiguous. There was nothing in that scene. I mean, he basically he just caught them. They just got caught, and then they and then she's holding up the spoon like, yeah. okay, I was trying he's to get holding the spoon. the spoon. He probably was gonna do you with the spoon too, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> but I mean, he came across as like so. Inexperienced, like I know he was supposed to be this kid from from Jersey, but he, I I still think he would have been a little bit more. Like I don't know who else they could have cast. To. I mean, I have been hanging out with a lot of people who were born and raised in Jersey, in Jersey City, as a matter of fact. Right, and 
I mean, they were around then. None of these people are that naive. None of those people are Bambi-esque. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could have been more gigolo-ish. I feel like I would have felt better. I feel like I would feel worse for him if he went there and really spiraled. But he never really spiraled. (laughs) He sort of, he tripped a couple times, but he never... He never spiraled out of control where he was like, okay, I'm now I'm a whore and now I'm sucking dicks for for dollars. It's like you this Right. Is, that would at least be more interesting. He needed right. to suck that that is the whole point of this whole episode of of Summer Camp tonight. He needed to suck a dick. He needed to suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> or have his or have or his, have his suck. That that yeah. would even if it was with one of the other bartenders or something, you know. I had his um, Leo played with or something. Some, some, a rape, a rape scene, something. <laughs> you know. Something. That would have said, hey, you are in the wrong place. He was getting a little, he was getting a little rapacious with, with uh, Simon Hardy's character in the bathroom. You know. Mm-hmm. Bathroom attendant woman was just like, Looking, I'm like, bitch, you're in Studio 54. The shit you've seen in that club, don't act like that. Like, she acts so shocked. She looked unfazed. Right, about she to looked say, unfazed she looked, to about me. To say, she looked unbothered to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all the shit you've seen up in there. You know. She was like, oh. Um, but- <laughs> just don't make a mess in there, please. Right. Clean that shit up. Right. Hazel's only concern was like, ooh, don't fuck up some shit that I have to clean up. <laughs> right. Like, can you come inside her, please? I'm not trying to come, clean up your nose. Right. I ain't trying to clean up, clean up that mess. Clean up your, your jizz. Why was the father so upset? Good question. I think it was because the mother had passed, but they never really really got into that because character development who knew 54 but um i think they i think it was more about he lost the mother and he just wanted his kids to be there all the time because his wife was gone and i think that was sort of why he was upset a little bit because it was never really a religious thing or a anti-gay thing it was just sort of I want my family here because my wife is dead, and I, that was the only thing that I got from him. That was the only reason that I'm 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 giving you an actual answer. <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been more interesting if the father was like, "I don't want no son of mine running around with no fucking fairies and no fucking you know." <laughs> that would have been typical. It would have been a little yeah, typical, but yeah, it would have been a little bit more character yeah. to his something. character. It would have yeah. been something, though, you know. Oh, I don't. What are you doing there? You doing drugs? You using drugs? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was just kind of like they wanted to portray him. He just seems sad. He yeah. seemed more sad than upset. Like he was just sad all the time. And it, I think maybe he gave one of the better performances in the movie, even though he only had he like five that. minutes of screen time. Yeah. What did you think of the it was, I wanted to shoot her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all, all she was was annoying. Yeah, I don't even know who she was. Who? What was her character's name again? Grace. 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 Yeah, Heather. Heather Matos. Heather Matos. Matos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Her. Mm. Yeah. She was. <laughs> um. And Janie said that she saw you at the club with. with putting something up your nose. She's lying, right? And I want to try this too. And what is it? Oh, I want to shoot her directly <laughs> in the face oh. with a double barrel shotgun to spray <laughs> her. <laughs> Shut up. Barbara Radacki played the TV host. They had her, they, they did style her for the time. They styled her be, for the time. I was like, oh my God. One of the only people they actually styled for the time right. in this movie. Everyone yeah. else looks like they were just from the 90s, but she looked like she was actually, like they plucked her right out of 1976. No, that first little outfit he had on, the little shirt, you know, that he told to I take I had that off, shirt in high school. It looked, it looked, hey, it looked too tailored. You know what I mean? It didn't look like yeah, people. Like yeah. it should come from the Jersey outlet. Oh. Right. Yeah. No. But uh, he... <laughs> 
I didn't think the clothes were. I mean, they they tried it with some of the little when they let the little guys in with the gladiator costumes and stuff. And um, but I think they could have gone really. I mean, there needed to be more afros. There needed to be more. I mean, I know this is the late seventies, but people were still wearing afros in the eighties, though. Mm. And I was so disappointed at the uh, at the uh, Amy Stewart performance. I was like, this mm. looked this looked like her first stab at making that outfit. I'm like, y'all couldn't have had her look a little more polished up there singing knock on wood. It was like, okay, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna try this with these hoops on my head and see if that actually <laughs> works. And it's like, well, yeah. no, why can't we have something that looked like a finished product? It, it was just that was just horrible. Maybe they like, ran okay, wrong path. Oh, I was like, okay, why y'all do Amy like that with her class? They didn't give a what? shit. They didn't give yeah. a shit. Like, that was just the costumes are garbage. The costumes are garbage <laughs> in this. It, it, it's not. It's not even just. It's not even just like that moment because that should have been a dramatic moment with her mm-hmm. coming on stage singing that yeah. song. Because right, that's what that's I mean. The way it's they such a... dressed and none of them carried anything that looked anything remotely close. They did a better version of the '70s in the '80s movie. <laughs> and that was hard to do. They did not do seventies well in the eighties, and <laughs> they did this. I can't remember what movie it was with John Travolta. Was it Staying mm. Alive, the the sequel to? Oh Lord Jesus! Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that felt more seventies than this did, and this is actually about the seventies. Mm. <laughs> like I'm so confused. Ugh. So. Can we go down the VIP patrons list? And I'm going to ask you if you actually notice these people. Okay. Cheryl Crow. Yes. Mm-hmm. You recognize like, saw her. her. In her, mm-hmm. uh, in her screen debut. Uh, Cindy Crawford. Yes, of course. I recognize. Yeah, Cindy we saw her. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Victor Brown is, but apparently he was Victor Brown. Heidi Klum. Yes. No. In her, I and, not, and also I, in her film debut. I did not see which. Maybe, maybe she was styled in a way that I didn't recognize her. <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Who's that? Um, let's see. Veronica Webb. Now, I didn't yes. see Veronica Webb. I was yeah. I was surprised when I saw that. I was like, I didn't see her. I didn't see Veronica Webb. Veronica Webb is one of the most stylish women. She's she, so sharp. Yeah, she is she so was, I mean, fierce. that's why I hate that I, mi- I missed. I didn't catch her. I don't remember seeing Beverly Johnson either. I don't either. Yeah, no, I don't remember. I remember that one. I would have recognized Beverly. Valerie Perrine. Hmm. I know who she is, but I wouldn't have paid enough attention to know that it would have been her. She was in "Can't Stop the Music." Hmm. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't see Veronica Webb. I, I would think I would have recognized her. They might have cut it. I thought she was sitting next to Lauren Hutton in it. She is a style maven. Um, yeah, she sharp shit. So <laughs> let's let's look and see if this movie won any awards. It got real quiet. <laughs> well, crack your face. Well. It was nominated for nine awards. Mm. And it was actually nominated for an Alma Award. Uh, the, you know, the Alma Awards are the Latino Awards. American, what is it? American Latino? Come on. Come on. This is probably Chula Radio. Don't make me look bad, y'all. Come American on. Latin, Latino and Media Awards, something like that. Okay, close enough. Um, so <laughs> she was a nominee for Outstanding Actress. I like all my awards. I like the Desi Awards too. I watch all that shit. Um, uh, Best Outstanding Actress in a Feature Film nominee and Outstanding Performance of a Song for a Feature Film was jo- um, Jocelyn Enriquez. I like Enriquez, Jocelyn. Amber, and Alternate. I hate that song. Alternate. Alternate. I've got an Alternate song uh, story since uh, Deadly's not here. I have to have my Blushwood Celebrity uh, 
story. Uh, and uh, after after I was close, speaking of being in the club late, I don't even know what time it was. But when you hear the birds chirping, you can't sleep, so you might as well stay up. So we're in this little cafe across the street from the club. And this friend of mine, uh, Michael, rest his soul, who was the gayest boy in, in America, goes, and I didn't realize she was standing right in front of me. And she's tiny. I don't know if you've ever met her. Yeah, she's uh, shorty. Yeah. She, she's tiny. Uh, tiny. Well, cute, but at the time she wasn't bald. She had this hair like piled up. Uh, she's very pretty. Oh, true. Yeah. And, and, so, and so I said, Ultra, who? Like, just like that. And she turned around real slow. And I was like, oh, shit. I thought she was going to cuss me out. Or so she said, <laughs> Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And I said, hey. You? <laughs> you know, it was, it was one of those moments, you know. But she was, she was cool. But Michael, Michael was just like, I'll turn the tag. I'll turn the way he was yelling. I thought she was across the street, you know. Right. And so that's not how like, I met Not like standing on top of you. Like <laughs> right in line in front of me, waiting to get her falafel, you know. So uh, that's my alternate story. She was sweet. Very cute, too. Very cute. Yeah, she's nice. She's good yeah. people. Yeah, she is. She's a pretty woman. So, several other awards. Golden Slate Awards. The, oh, good grief. The Guadalajara International Film Festival. Razzie's, of course, Worst Actor, Ryan Philippi. Is that how we're saying it now? Mm, that's Yeah, that's it. Okay. Worst Actor for Ryan Philippi, the Razzie's. Worst Supporting Actress, Ellen Albertini. Dow. Oh no, never. She was great. That was, that was harsh. That was she was like the redeeming speaking. quality in this movie. Right. Right. I mean she she was the one character that was at least amusing. And, a, and, and believable. Gosh. Talk about the Razzies don't always get it right. They don't Way always get it right. Harsh. The Stinker's Bad Movies Award. Worst supporting actress, Nev Campbell. Well, okay. <laughs> You're like <laughs> Indubitably, uh, <laughs> the Young Star yep. Awards. Yeah, best performance by a young actress in a drama film. Heather Matarazzo. Mm. Okay, what the fuck so is a Young Star Award. That she was young, and I guess they thought she was a star. But you know, the only awards that really matter are the ones we give out on Poppy Chulo Radio, Pop Culture on Demand. All right. So, who was the diva of the movie? Yeah. I think the cross. I, I think it's a toss up for me between the old lady and Lauren Hutton. <laughs> you know, I would definitely say Stephen Steve Rubell was the diva of the movie. Um, you think? Yeah. Just, just little shit like when he saw the the IRS, the IRS, the IRS, whoever. Mm. When he saw the when he saw the the tax people, he was he even from here their suits look cheap. It was like okay, girl, well, that, that's, you're that's, being audited. But you know he Chill. lost diva, he lost diva points with the when he hacked up Flim on the money. I was just like, oh, <laughs> when, when he hacked up that Flim on the, when he was laying on the money, I was just like, oh, that that was not a fierce, fierce moment. And I don't even know what he was tie on to do something like that. Like I'm t- I'm trying to go through my Rolodex of drugs. I don't remember <laughs> you, you having have, you allergy trans- issues. You ever transferred all that shit digitally digitally? Yeah. I do. Yeah, it's all in my head. I can I can give you a list. Um probably got a guide up here somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we already gave Ryan Phillip the Ingenue Award. Uh, who was the biggest douche? Selma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was kind of douchey. Yeah, she was I a douche. I, I kind of liked her. Though. She was. I thought she was kind of a likable douche, though. No. Mm. We'll give her I the mean... summer, we'll give her the Summer's Eve Rising Star Award. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Julie Black was kind of douchey to me too. Hmm. Yeah. The Mickey Rooney Award for Excellence in Child Acting. Who the little boy they lowered from Ryan Philippi. The the <laughs> I would not give him the excellence award. 
But the little boy that they lowered from the ceiling, guess what his name is? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That's hilarious. That, that, I was like, uh-uh, oh, hell no. He's gone through some changes. <laughs> All right, what was the worst use of nudity? You know, that for oh, a movie about Studio 54, there is a small amount of nudity in this film. <laughs> but what was I there was used badly, so I'm going to say all of it. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I could. I don't be, remember much of it. I was going to say, I yeah. really didn't need to see Greg with his shirt off. And then there was that scene when he was looking at his reflection from the uh, from profile. Mm. And he was half mm. naked. Yeah, he had continuous back syndrome too. Assless. Yeah, mm. I call that continuous back syndrome. Your back just continues on to the top of your legs. Someone uses a charcoal pencil to draw a line between, you know, to make it look like it's something there. You know? He has an anus in his back. Yeah, he has an anus yeah. in his back. Keep going till you get the split into the split yeah. in the road. Yeah, he had, he had CPS. Uh. CBS continuous back syndrome. Um, so, <laughs> who was the librarian, the best reader? Who read the best? It had to be. It had to be Rubel. It had to be my yeah. You know. Yeah, he had some good reads. He had some good reads. Let's see. And finally, the best musical number. Uh. <sighs> Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. She was screaming. Vocally. I was like, I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the new music? Like, I mean, I know that uh, if you can read my mind is is a remake. Um I hate it. I hate the soundtrack. I used to listen. I used to, well, the the original music that was out at the time, right. I, of course I love that, but I was surprised. Well, yeah. That, you know, of course, I love hearing like Blondie and and stuff. Like when he was in the car, they they had they you know some of the music that they were playing. Mm. Um, you know, of course, I just I, don't I, feel like any of it fit. I just I, I feel like most of it was sort of it was kind of lightweight disco. Like yeah, Knock on Wood, I, I mean, like. Yeah, but I was, was going to say, I mean, I would vanilla been, disco. Exactly. I mean, I would have been more impressed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You were talking. I was gonna say because well, there, there were like, there were like disco DJs and and house DJs from the time that they right. could have gotten that music that would have really contributed to the flavor. Exactly. Would, but it was and, just and that's like, what I was gonna say. I don't like think just, they had. I don't think they had a music consultant. I think they just picked. You know, they went to their Apple iTunes and picked songs yeah. from the seventies. Right, because well, Mighty like, Real was the only one that I was like, "Yeah, okay, you finally got one." But everything else, it was just like, oh, "Well, I mean, well, yeah," because well. some of that seven, some of that disco they played at, at Club Seven Fifty Four was real obscure. Like a lot of that shit, you can't even find anymore. It was, so see, it's it was like the B tracks, you know, it was the B tracks, and then yeah. also before disco really, um, really blew up, a lot of disco was like. What you heard in the clubs, you it wasn't commercial. It wasn't out there. Right. Um, right. So I mean, I think they should have stuck some B track um, songs in there and not just gone for the you know sort of disco top forty. You know. Right. Also, um, you have to have the rights. You also have to have the rights to a lot of that shit, and you have yeah, to be able to find. That, uh, yeah, the, that's the other like they weren't going to get the rights from the Clark sisters to do "You Make the Sunshine" in the in right. the disco scene in Club right. Fifty Four, even though that's right. where they played in and that's where it got popular. They still right. <laughs> still right. like the Saturday, I doubt the Saturday they night the rights. Yeah. So even at the end of the movie, when they were flashing pictures of patrons at Studio Fifty Four. I mean, yeah, they show book shields and they show, but I mean, they, I thought they, I thought they could have done a bigger montage of of pictures, you know. Um, I mean, because it was definitely just like tons of people, like David Bowie, Iman, you know, just like just tons of people. Michael so Jackson, I'm gonna add Tina one, I'm, Turner, I'm, anybody, right? And I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add one more, the worst Let's, musical I, number. What was the worst musical number? 
Oh, that that dreadful song, song that what's her face was supposed to be singing. Oh, Selma Hayek song. Yeah, that yeah. was hideous. It caused the heart attack. Do yeah. not. You can random Selma, notes. Random Selma notes. Is an Oscar award winner. More importantly, she is an mm. Alma award winner. Mm. Oops, you should know better. <laughs> no, I tell you what, she much. don't she don't brag about this movie. You no. can trust and believe that. <laughs> she don't brag about this and all dust till dawn. I know she's glad she made Frida. Because <laughs> Frida changed the game for her. Okay, so let's let's do the big award. Let's rate this. We're gonna use disco balls. I'm sorry. We're gonna rate this on a scale of one to ten disco balls tonight. Let's start with you, Damien. Ah, don't start with me. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like this movie could have been the Caligula of 70s movies. Um, and they really wasted an opportunity here. Um, this could have been over the top. It could have been rated like X. Um, and it really could have gone for it. And it really didn't. Um, it's weak. It's boring it's got no plot and the acting performances just make me want to cry out of my asshole so i give this three disco balls that's actually higher it was made and it was in the theater it got made and it wasn't showgirls (laughs) it wasn't showgirls <laughs> All right, let's go to Derek Anthony. Yeah, three disco balls. It's a three. There was just there was nothing. There was nothing there for me to grab onto and say, "Okay, I mean, I mean, you got me in the car, but like everybody's driving, we're not going anywhere." So yeah, I, I'm gonna give it three. For all the reasons you said before, it got made. It wasn't showgirls. <laughs> they showed it. Movies. It got <laughs> All right, Legionnaire. Um, you know, I don't mind a bad movie if it's fun. This is this was a bad movie that wasn't even fun. Um, you know, and and like Damien said, this was such a missed opportunity to really to really be over the top with this movie in a way that could have given you a lot more grit. Uh, it just felt very sanitized for a movie that was supposed to be about the infamous Studio 54. So I, I'd have to give it to. Well, as you know, or about to find out, I love the 70s. I love the 80s. I love that retro. Because I, I, people look at 70s fashion and 80s fashion and they laugh at it, but I think that people dress their asses off in the 70s and the 80s. Mm, yes, they and do. Yes. People look well, not fabulous. They look <laughs> natural. But a lot, of fun, they, a lot of times they look natural. I like afros. I like grays. I like, you know, even white people had their little afros. Uh, they, uh, this the first era baby. where people started and, constructing, and, I mean, know, really I, honestly, mm-hmm. started constructing looks. I yes, want to because in the seventies, my mama was everything. Right. I <laughs> I wanted to see. I wanted to see afros. I wanted to see Jewish people with their Jewish afros, and I wanted to see Latin. I want to with the Latino people, except for Selma Hayek. They had Selma Hayek, so probably with the rest I mean, of the case. There, there you go. You know what I mean? It was like, and, then those, and then those bartenders, I know a lot of clubs and a lot of clubs in New York still, you know, and a lot of clubs in DC don't like the high black bartenders, but um, I think they could have stuck somebody in that as one of the bartenders, one of the little hot bartenders and a Somebody. drag queen. They had a Studio Fifty Four had a drag queen bartender that they did not even touch on in this movie. I, yeah. think, I, I think a lot of those elements were uh, were kind of kind of played played down, you know. Um, and nobody wore a bedazzled jumpsuit with a high collar. That's what I'm saying. That was the fashion. Was the fashion for me was missing. I was, you know, when you make a period movie about the '70s. 
the fashion is our character in the movie. That is right. Uh-huh. Yep. It has to be. It has to be. You know. So when X Men uh, Days of Future Past does the seventies better than your seventies movie. True. <laughs> Something is wrong. Hey, don't preach up in here. We don't have the rights to the call. Don't preach up in here. But on that, I'm on that saying. note, on that note, I don't, you know, I don't think all the performances were horrible. I thought Mike Myers did okay. Um, I don't know if Ryan Phillips was acting so much coming across as... Lord, you didn't give him a no, whole new name now. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> he, he doesn't get, he doesn't get an extra syllable. Um, you know, there was some, there was some sort of like moments that, that gave me life for the wrong reasons, like seeing Mark Ruffalo as one of the friends, you know. Uh, but I'll give it maybe, um, I'll I'll push it up to a, maybe a four and a half. Four and a half uh, disco balls. Generous. Generous. Yeah. All right. So, my fellow camp counselors, <laughs> it is time for everyone to report back to their cabins. Your bunk beds are waiting for you. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Summer Camp. Once again, here's one of our campers on our PA system with a few announcements on how you can interact with us via social media. Thank you for the intro. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Poppy Chula Radio Summer Camp and subscribe. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash P-C-R Summercamp. Follow us on Tumblr, summercamp-pcr.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Now, back to you, camp counselors. Thank you. My fellow camp counselors, please wish our campers and the listeners a good night. Good night, campers. What's two plus two? Huh? Yeah, and boom. Ah, young hearts run free. That's all I got to say. Thanks for tuning in. Good night and lights out.